worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Actually, it's Mark Bunch, Bishop Bunch on Sports, sitting in for Kenny and JT on the Venerable News Talk 1480WHBC. Such a treat being in downtown Canton. By the way, downtown Canton, you look marvelous. Really, the, the holiday lights still get me in the spirit, keep me in the spirit for quite a while. This gentleman always gets me in the spirit, especially when we're talking Ohio State Buckeyes, and there's many more things we could talk. Let's bring him in now, Letterman Rose, Tim May. Tim, happy holidays to you, my friend, and I know you're a granddad now. How special was Christmas for you? Uh, special. Well, hang on a second, much. I'm still on a speakerphone here. Okay. Christmas was ridiculously great. My uh, two-year-old got a drum kit. What? Oh, dude! A, I'm coming over. Got a, uh, a guitar. So pretty soon, man. May and May is coming your way. Oh, dude! You know, we were talking. Uh, Brian, producer, and I extraordinaire. We're trying to get Pam Cook, the PD here, to get us a music show to talk music yeah. and to play music. Also, because you know me, I love music. Is he banging on those skins immediately? Hey, see him. I'm not kidding you. I'm not bragging about my little grandson, Charlie. He just turned two. Okay. But he, he's got natural talent for the drum. I mean, some guys, I mean, I think a lot of people can learn to play the guitar, but to be a really good drummer, man, you got to show that wrist action from the start. And I know you think I'm being nuts. No, not at all, bro. I trust you. That's why I asked. He reminds me of my middle kid, my middle son, uh, my middle kid, actually, my second son, Corey, was the same way. He just... And just, I mean, he can just pick up the drums and play them like he's been playing them for his whole life. And uh, and I'm not kidding you. I, I know people didn't want to, they want to hear about Devin Brown, where he's got uh, you know talent to play quarterback. But uh, but yeah, Charlie May, look out <laughs> for him down the road, brother. You know what? I want to hit you with this too. One thing now, I also played drums for a while. But you know what? I had the darndest uh, time doing. And as my teacher said to me, you must disengage your foot from your arms and the rest of your body. You know yeah. to bang on that bass yeah. drum. Yeah, but Charlie can do it. I'm not kidding you. So I know people don't want to hear about that. But I, yes, just, they uh, do. I'm pretty, he's just the cutest little guy. And then to watch him playing the drums like he's been playing them his whole life. His favorite movie uh, for the last several months, and uh, it's probably his dad's fault and my fault because we watched it because we thought the two guys would get a kick out of it, was uh, School of Rock. And he, oh, dude, that's one of the greatest he, movies he ever. He would rather watch School of Rock than SpongeBob Square Pants or anything like that any day. It's it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Oh, I love it. Tim May joining us. Tim, first thing I've got to ask you, and uh, was chatting to Steve Hellwang a little while ago, that we yeah. will not see. I'm, I'm going to make a statement. You can correct it. Marvin Harrison, we will not see him on Friday evening. Is that correct? Well, see, Brian Hardline uh, always defers any kind of personnel questions to his head coach, which is what you know, you're supposed to do. Yes. Uh so when he was asked about it today, you know, he said, uh, who says he's not playing? Meaning he's not going to answer that question. But, no, he's not. If he plays, he will play without practicing uh, this week. And uh, and he's not hurt, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think we've seen the last of Marvin Harrison Jr. projected to be a top-five pick when the NFL draft comes along. It's, you know, as much as you would love to see him go out with a bang, 
you know, you keep remembering that the last play he played against Georgia last year in the uh, college football playoff semifinal when he got hit in the head and knocked out and didn't get to play in the fourth quarter. And not only did that probably cost Ohio State maybe a two or three touchdown win over Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, but it all probably cost Ohio State a touchdown right there. But uh, uh, just crazy what could have been if he hadn't gotten knocked out of that game. And so, you know, it's that can happen again, you know, in a heartbeat in football, as you well know. Now we're so, going to talk quarterbacks. Why he's not, but being selfish, you would love to see him play. Yeah. One more game in the scarlet and gray. Yeah, we're going to talk quarterbacks, but we're going to go to the other side of the ball here to start off because Tim May always has the insight. Tim, I know the defense took leaps and bounds this year, but still when yep. push came to shove, they couldn't they couldn't get the, the U of M offense off the field uh, on that last game of the season. Give me your take on this defense going up against uh, Missouri. Yeah, being totally accurate, they did force a field goal on last drive, okay. so that mattered. There's still it three points, still, yeah, but yeah. It made it still a one-score one game, a yeah. touchdown. Matter of fact, a touchdown and an extra point would have won the game for them. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what happened on that last drive, which right. was unfortunate. Every All the heat came down on Cal McCord when, in fact, he had an offensive lineman trip over another offensive lineman and let a guy through to cause that Thank bad you. pass at the end. But uh, but I digress. I mean, this. You know, this defense, it's going to be interesting to see if Tommy Eichenberg answers the bell at linebacker. Probably he shouldn't have played against Michigan, but he wanted to play in that game so bad. But, you know, he had that hyperextended, uh, uh, was it, I think, I think it was his left arm right. against Rutgers the week before Michigan, and then, uh, or two weeks before Michigan, and then willed himself really, really to play. Actually, it was three weeks before Michigan, but willed himself to play in that game. But uh, there's there's a chance maybe he won't play, but. But the bottom line is they, you know, you got Denzel Burke playing, Jordan Hancock, uh, uh, JT Tuomolo. It looks like he's playing. Uh, Jack Sawyer's definitely playing. So they feel pretty good about the the lineup they're going to put out there. I know a lot was made about some announcement that Lathan Ransom earlier this week was announced he wasn't going to play. Well, he hadn't played in several weeks, you know, right after suffering after suffering that uh, leg injury uh, in early November. So. They feel pretty good about the defense they're going to put out there, I do believe, from a personnel standpoint and even a depth standpoint. Tim A. joining us from Letterman's Row. Tim, you mentioned the hallowed name, quarterback. I've asked everyone that joins the show this, and you always have a great take on things. Was Kyle McCord a whipping boy? Was he the scapegoat of the Buckeyes this year? They did go 11-1, but they lost uh, the biggest game possible. Tell me your take on Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord had a hell of a first year as a starting quarterback, so there's the take on it. Thank you. Number two, I agree with you 100%. If I didn't, I'd tell you. But number two, social media is a cruel, cruel, cruel thing. I oh, I know, that. Mistress, <laughs> I know that. I know that, May. That's being mean to mistresses if you have one. Uh, <laughs> and then past that, uh, uh, here's. but this is the unassailable thing. There, Ohio State left, you know, like when you – Ohio State left a lot on the bone when it came to the offense this year from the standpoint of what could have been. Mm-hmm. Like the Notre Dame game did not to, did not have to be as close as it was. And that's not on Kyle McCord. I mean, Mecca Buka dropped the perfect touchdown pass Thank you. in the back of the end zone, you know, for example. Uh, but there were other plays that could have been made in that game, for example, that could have made it a runaway. I mean, anybody who watched it knows that, if, except Lou Holtz. Uh, <laughs> And then the You're the best, game, May. I want you to know Michigan that. Go game, ahead. Michigan game, same way. There were things that were left on the table there. Uh, the Penn State game, it was a hell of a win, right? It was 20-6 to 6 until the last uh, 
what, minute and a half or minute, uh, ended up being 20 to 12. But there were plays there that could have been made that for some reason you didn't see something. And, you know, the point was it was not a perfect uh, performance, not even close to perfection. Uh, the stats are there. The big-time stats are there. But there were even games. I remember there was one game where I tweeted uh, late in the second quarter that if they if Devin Brown wasn't injured at that point, I think he would have been in the game just to give Cal McCord a moment to step back, check it out, and maybe go back in there, you know what I mean, uh, and or see what Devin Brown can do. But Devin Brown, who they were bringing along and got him into that Purdue game, played extremely well. He had a, he had a couple of bobbles, so to speak, in that game, but also but he, he uh, excited the crowd. <clears throat> yeah, most of the crowd there looked like it was Ohio State that day. I agree. It was at Purdue. He excited the crowd with his running and also his throwing, finally, a touchdown pass to Brandon Ennis. Uh, you know, he fumbled a ball that would have been a touchdown also. But the point was, it was clear that they were working him into playing some. You remember, he got hurt against Penn State on that keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, when he was in there, it was almost like they were running the Wildcat. But but you got to remember, this guy's a quarterback of great repute coming out of high school. My point was, they were going, I know I've said it three times, but I will make this point. Please. It looked like they were trying to get him more action to maybe get him more in the mix as the season went on because of what I just delineated. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like something was missing that could have really ignited this offense. And just when he got it going, he suffered a high ankle sprain and, uh, you know, couldn't play. Uh, But now he feels as close as he's felt 100%, he said, all year and uh, is ready to rock and roll. And Kyle McCord has moved on to Syracuse. That should be a nice challenge for him based on the way the bowl game went. Oh, dude, that and, was just uh, a treacherous game. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think you and I just scored on him. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the bottom line is uh, it's Devin Brown's time. And I like to – I like I even brought it up with Devin today because we were – you know, we got the interview him, but I brought it up to him. I said, right. everybody keeps talking about this being an audition. Dude, you know, and I – yeah, I actually talk like that sometimes. I said, "Man, this is a uh, this is a New Year's Six bowl game. You're playing the number nine team in the country in Missouri. This isn't, you know, this isn't an off Broadway. See if this thing will click. Kind of play. He's being thrust into the spotlight, into the into the middle of the stage, in in one of the great games of the postseason. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't some glorified scrimmage. And he knows that. He understands. He goes right. He goes. He's he's approaching it as." He is the starting quarterback for Ohio State. Get after it. And uh, so, you know, that is what it is. But people will write their own narratives on this. Uh, Devin Brown was a highly sought quarterback out of high school, committed to USC to begin with, played for Joe Germain up until his senior year in high school in Arizona. Then Joe Germain moved to become the head coach at his alma mater high school there in the Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, Devin Brown moved to Corner Canyon High School in Utah to play his senior season and played extremely well, decommitted uh, from USC and committed to the Ohio State recruiting class when in that quarterback room, Quinn Ewers was still there, meaning he didn't commit after Quinn Ewers left. Right, fascinating. Four months. He left when Quinn – he wanted the competition. He wanted to jump in there wow. and do a cannonball. And see, I would work. And I mean, there's something to be said for a guy like that, in my opinion. 
You know, it certainly does. And I can go back since I'm sitting in, uh, in the studios of uh, News Talk 1480 WHPC, and he is a friend and acquaintance. But I always wondered, and, you know, he, he's, he never really comes right out. But uh, Ohio State at one time, when the, the doctor, as I called him, Robert Smith, came calling and came to Ohio State. They were also after another running back named Ricky Powers, who went to the team from the state up north. And, you know, what Ricky has alluded that. You know, it was Robert Smith's job, so he went elsewhere. So what you just told me, though, about Devin Brown speaks volumes, you feel very good about him, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, dude, I am not stepping up saying Devin Brown's going to throw for 450, right. throw no interceptions, uh, have one incompletion when he throws it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> not really an incompletion. Uh, I'm not predicting that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting he is fired up about this challenge. He knows it's a challenge. I mean, you know, Missouri – you could make an argument Missouri's the third best team in the SEC. Well, I guess the college football playoff guys, the uh, Raiders uh, rankers actually said that with their rankings. But uh, you could make that argument that they're the third, fourth best team in the SEC, either them or Ole Miss. This is a real big-time game. It's a challenge. They're going to come after him. He knows that because what do you do with a first-time starting quarterback? You make him see people who aren't there and make him not see people who are there. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. And he knows that's coming. So how he plays, who knows? But he's fired up about it for sure. And that, that's all you can say up to this point. Who knows what's really going to happen? Tim A. joining us, Letterman's Road. Tim, have to ask you this. And we talked about, you know, drop. I, I, I see more drop passes in the pros than I've yeah. ever seen before. And I always joke with my sons who are watching the game saying, you know what, damn. In high school, I caught that pass with seven fingers, you know. But yeah, it se- seems like our number one now, uh, Mr. Abuke, has dropped quite a few balls this year. Do you feel confident in him being the number one this Friday night? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, yeah, he dropped a few balls. I mean, you know, I brought up the one against Notre Dame. Right. He had another one against Michigan. Yeah, he dropped was, a big one against U of M, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the stuff happens, you know. I'm not equating him. I don't think anybody's ever equated him to Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah, who, can't. by the way, had a couple of drops this year also. Um, you know, it is a thrown ball, not a handed-off ball. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that from the, from that analogy. But uh, he is very – Egbuka is very sharp. He's quite the talent. He was, Even when he came back finally this year, the last game or two, he was still maybe not 100%, you know, because of his eye ankle sprain. Um, and – he seems to be very much on the beam now. And, you know, the you know a name to really keep in mind on Friday night is Carnell Tate, the freshman. This is finally his shot to really show what he's all about. Exactly. Much like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Nick Buka got that shot two years ago. The irony of that is crazy uh, in the Rose Bowl when, uh, when uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave opted not to play and Jackson Smith and Jigba was left running the gang. You know, and uh, the game turned out to be pretty good in that game, especially in the second half. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba especially. But so did Marvin Harrison Jr. Caught a couple of touchdown passes and Egbuka. And now it's Egbuka running the game with Marvin Harrison Jr. missing. And there's some talent there, fella. Brandon Ennis, you know, another freshman who really came on as the year, year progressed. But, you know, it's hard to play in front of guys who are established players like, right. like uh, Egbuka and Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr. Now Julian Fleming has moved on to uh, – you know, going to transfer. It looks like more and more to Penn State, which would not be a surprise. We all thought he was going to do that last year. But, yeah, I mean, it's next man up. And, you know, this wide receiver core down here is real, and not to speak of the guys they've got coming in next year. <laughs> 
And that was a, that was a nail biter too. And he came. You know who I really enjoy watching play. And you, you know say, what, well, Brad, much Brad Hartline. Uh, Brad we, Hartline said that was not a nail biter. You oh, know he knew right from the get go he was coming. Yeah, he said. He said he <laughs> he's not sure that wasn't a game he was playing tonight, but he he had faith all along that th- this young man has done everything he's ever said and stuck by his word. And uh, and then on signing day, he made a drama out of it. But uh, Brian Hartline, you know, is, <laughs> is not that sure about the drama part. Tim A., I love Cade Stover. I have a football love yeah. for the guy. Tough as nails, makes tough catches. I mean, could, could stretch the field, too. How important is Cade Stover Friday night? Well, he's banged up. He was banged up in that mission. I know game. he was. That's why I'm wondering. And I asked him, you know, point blank uh, after practice today, are you going to play? He goes, he said, I am going to play. But he doesn't know how much. Uh, I think it's his I'm, I'm trying to remember the knees. You know, you got you got a hundred players. It's hard to keep up with everybody's knees and arms. <laughs> but uh, I think it's his right knee that he got banged up. You know, late in the year, and then exacerbated that against Michigan. But uh, he is one. He's as tough a dude as I've ever covered. Thank time. you. And he is, and he is, he's as consummate a leader as I've ever covered at Ohio State. I mean, a two-time, two-time captain uh, says bunches just about him and how he's respected in the locker room, but he definitely want, he wants to play somehow, some way in what's probably his last Ohio State game. Although I think he could still exercise that COVID six-year kind of deal and come back again if he wanted to. Well, see, you know, it's interesting. I was told in high school, down outside of uh, Mansfield, Ohio, Lexington High School. Lexington. Yeah, being in Cleveland, people say, much. you got to go down and see the Stover kid play, but make sure yep. you close the windows in the press box because I like them open because you can hear his hits through those windows. Tim May joining okay. us from Letterman's Row, live from Dallas. Yeah, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah, he never left the field, you know. No, he was he was amazing. Tim, I can't thank you enough. Enjoy, you, barbecue down there, you get some big steaks, some ribs. What are you dining on? Uh, we're going to uh, what's it called? Something eight. <clears throat> the, uh, something eight, eight. I can't remember the hot eight or something. You know, I grew up in East Texas, and uh, yeah, I know it's that. Always like coming home for me, and uh, but uh, uh, and I'm gonna watch the New Year's games with my brother down in Lagrange, which is where J.K. Dobbins is from, but. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I'll be getting some barbecue tonight big time, big more. I appreciate that. i thinking about you when I do. And keep me posted on Charlie's prowess on the drum kit, okay? Definitely, Munch. We'll have to have a, we'll have to have a little mini concert just for you, brother. All right, bro. bro. Timmy, what a treat hearing your voice. Nothing but the best for you, too, in the new year. All right, my friend? Same to you, man. You know, we go way back. Yes, we do, <laughs> my friend. And, and I, for, Almost to birth. Almost to birth. Yes, almost. Take almost. care, buddy. All righty? All right. See you, brother. Thank you. Tim May, wow. What good insight. What a good man. 